Uh, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Father, who art Lord in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. reading from the gospel according to Mark. A leper came to Jesus and kneeling down begged him and said, if you wish you can make me clean. Moved with pity, he stretched out his hand, touched him and said to him, I do will it be made clean. The leprosy left him immediately and he was made clean. Then warning him sternly, he dismissed him at once. He said to him, See that you tell no one anything, but go, show yourself to the priest, and offer for your cleansing what Moses prescribed. That will be proof for them. The man went away and began to publicize the whole matter. He spread the word abroad so that it was impossible for Jesus to enter a town openly. He remained outside in deserted places, and people kept coming to him from everywhere. Gospel of the Lord. This is Mark, what, chapter 1, verse 43. So he was just bursting with joy. There was no way he was going to remain silent. Well, lepers for, were forbidden in temples. I mean, yeah. cleanliness. There was a, the law. So in order to accept him, you need to be healed or cleansed. But that's wrong, though. I mean, you judge people back then not knowing Leprosy's now, well, Hansen's disease now. But is leprosy contagious? I thought it was. I thought that that was part of the reason for So, like, I guess in that sense, it makes sense. But, um, uh, yeah, I was telling Mark the other day that, um, that verse where he says, um, I do will it be made clean. I, I had, you know, a couple of years ago, I got a lot of people these, uh, I call them love jackets. They say love on the back of them. And, uh, and my brother at the time was in Trenton State Hospital. And I, um, and I know he doesn't like the word love. <laughs> and so I ended up giving him one that says Philadelphia on the back. But, um, but uh, before giving him, getting that one, I got him one that um, said, like, brotherly love in <coughs> Gaelic on the back. Salute. But on the Thank front, you. I had uh, Mark one forty one uh, in reference to this, uh, because uh, I guess at the time I like the faith of this of this leper. You know, he because you know Jesus can heal everyone, and and uh, uh, you know why he chooses certain people. You know, it reminded me. Um, sometimes you see this on like wall. Like I think my mom has this on her wall. It says. Uh, uh, prayer is the key to heaven, but faith unlocks the door. <laughs> and and uh, the faith unlocking the door part is is reminds me of um, the uh, the leper being like, you know, I, I have faith in you. I know you can do it. You know, and, and, um, and so I don't know. That was the reason why 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 I why I got that that particular quote on the on the jacket.
Yeah, I feel I, I, you know, Mark, you're, you got all these skin problems. You're like segregating yourself over the, over there, and and just like this guy, I mean, I'm pretty sure that if, even if someone told you to not say anything, you'd, you'd say it to everyone. Oh, it's, it's human nature. You'd be so ecstatic if I if I didn't have this and was, you know, and I and I have to say that I said Jesus, you know, you could heal me. You know, because it's it's not like, you know, it's like. We know he's busy. Yeah, but he could. Yeah, he could. He could. Yeah, he could straight. He could straighten out everything. Yeah, but there's also that I've heard people talk about. Um, I guess they call it that health and wealth gospel, where it's like, oh, uh, you know, Jesus would make everyone healthy and rich and stuff like that. Prosperity. <laughs> yeah, prosperity. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, unfortunately, that's not you know how, how it works. Right. But the reason why it's not how it works because ultimately, uh, you know, he wants what's best for us, and and in some way, you know. He made it super easy for us. Like I, I would say, in you know, uh, in the cases where he doesn't heal us, uh, like uh, um, uh, Mark, you had referenced that thing from uh, the Chosen, where you know he he told James, uh, like you know, James was like, why didn't you, why didn't you heal me? And, and I think he said something to the effect that like, uh, imagine all the good you can do, you know. Um, and so, long story short, it's like uh, we should trust God that even if He allows us to be, you know, crucified, that that you know ultimately we have trust in Him, we have faith in Him, and He's going to bring a greater good out of everything, uh, as long as you know we you know trust in Him and and, uh, and yeah. So. Yes. Yeah, but a, He can yeah, forget. He can heal everyone, but that's not what His purpose was. Yeah. Well, then He'll. He'll be labeled strictly as healing everybody who's sick, and there's much more to what he wanted to convey to everybody than just to heal everybody on sight that he came across. Yeah, yeah I was just thinking of, um, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. His first name is Nick, and he was born without legs and arms. You guys might know the story. Um so fast forward to today, he's married, he has a kid or two, he's a, um, he's a speaker of the faith. Um, he's reached out to millions throughout the, throughout the world, like people converted to, to Christianity. And um, yeah, if you don't know his story, I think one of his books is Life Without Limbs, but just an amazing story about, now he did try to commit suicide a couple times, he was unsuccessful when he was a kid, where... Um, one time he was in the bathtub and he, he said, when my mom leaves me, I'm going to try to turn over and not turn back, you know, try to drown himself. But he was unsuccessful both times. Um, that's in one of his books. But it's just amazing how, like, God has taken him without legs and, and arms, and he's done so much good in terms of what Christ, you know, wants us to do. Kind of like that same thing with uh, the scene you said from The Chosen. It's one of my favorite scenes, Little James where he's just perplexed about why Christ did not heal him, and he won't heal him, but Christ gives a really good explanation in that, in that one scene in terms of um, why he does not heal him, which is what you said. That he's about, um, it's not about healing him better. It's about the fact that you have this, whatever you want to call it, disability, I guess, and you can do far much greater good with the disability you have compared to if I were to heal you and then you know just compare the two. Yeah. That guy's amazing. What's that? Uh, the guy, the Nick guy. I, Do you know a little bit about him? A lot of YouTube videos. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, his wife. He's unreal. I mean, not, not to be funny, but his wife is gorgeous. This guy's got big she arms is. and legs. <laughs> don't complain you don't have a date on Saturday. <laughs> because this guy got a beautiful wife. She's nice. Yeah. Two kids. Same I man. mean, the, the dude's incredible. The strength he's got. The faith. Well, you went to Creation Festival with mm-hmm. me. Um, I think before you got there, he... He spoke for about twenty some minutes. He was there. Oh, I wasn't right. Yeah, I don't remember. I, forget I wasn't there. Was, yeah, right. but just an I amazing know, speaker. Oh man! I mean, when you when you're there listening to him, he has your undivided attention. It's like you and him are the only two people there, even though he's speaking to thousands. He's one of those speakers. Man. I met a guy uh, years ago in India. He's not. He wasn't a leper, but he had that disease where you're all discolored, vitiligo, or I can't pronounce it. Anyway, I was in the middle of nowhere with my work, and uh, I saw this guy like midnight one night because I was walking by myself on this dirt road, and I see this guy come. He looked like a ghost because he was so discolored. Skin was all different, light, Light, dark, dark. Yeah, we had a soldier like that, female. So you you know, nicest woman in the world. Commercials they're doing twelve years ago. You know, a staff sergeant, and always smiling, and. You could tell her skin is different, light, dark, yeah. and, and she was African-American. So, nicest lady when you're always smiling, jovial, I staff sergeant, how are you? You know, it's just, she conveyed, you know, it wasn't a hindrance in her life. Right, you know? and, but, but it was with this guy. He was mm-hmm. basically ostracized. At the time yeah. I met him, this is almost 20 years, he's probably 50. My point, I guess, is he was totally ostracized, you know, like lepers. He lived in a little hut. I mean, it was. He said, "You want to come back for a drink?" He didn't even speak English. We just communicated, and yeah, we. I had some kind of moonshine with him, and but I thought this poor guy, and I snapped a picture. Yeah. And it's one of my favorite pictures of all time. Wow. Um, <coughs> without language, I just somehow communicated like I'm. I'm praying for you, man. I'm. I hope things work out. I, I don't. There's nothing I could do for you, but. Um, so yeah, these. These lepers, man. There was, um, you know, Father Denny O'Donnell, the priest. Yep. Um, he used to be the, uh, I guess his title was rector at Malvern Retreat House for a period of time. Uh, back in the early days when I started going to Malvern. And he gave this one sermon where he did, I don't know where it was on the planet, but he did visit a leper colony. And he was with this one man where his face was so disfigured. Um, didn't look like a, a human being, pretty much. And Father Denny asked him, why, why are you so happy? And he just gave a bunch of reasons about the fact that he's living, Christ came in his life, etc., etc. And then Father Denny did record it because he played it when he gave the sermon. He has a recording of this guy singing How Great Thou Art, one of the, a really good rendition of How Great Thou Art. But um, it's just amazing how, like, this guy is in this condition where... He's set off from society, and then he's so disfigured, but he just gives praise to God each and every day, the fact that he has life. It's just a different perspective, you know, on life, just mm-hmm. even though things are so wrong physically, but he's so, is joyful about life. Where did you get that analogy, like prayer gets you to heaven, faith opens up the door? Uh, it's, it's like, you know, my mom has 
Uh, I think the phrase was, um, uh, prayer is the key to heaven, and faith unlocks the door. That's, that's something my mom has on the wall, uh, in her, I think, in the kitchen. Um, I've thought about it a few times. I do like it. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. perfect. That's right to the point. I've also heard, you know, um, you know sometimes, uh, I think I heard actually uh, uh, David Anders talking about this, about, um, um, you know, people, uh, I forget, there's some um, other Christian denomination that, um, that uh, has that kind of health and wealth, um, prosperity gospel thing, and, and, um, and, you know, people who have issues and aren't healed get like frustrated and, and bitter and stuff like that because they think that you know uh they're not being healed because of their lack of faith but but uh it's you know i i i i heard someone say one time that um you know our trials here on earth is like a test of love and, and that and that you, you always hear like oh love stands the test of time and uh we're in that time you know and so and so everything that gets thrown at you you can yeah, you know, it can either make you bitter if if you're if you um, you know, think things should be a different way, or you can use it as um, as you know uh, a test of your love and and trust and faith in God. If you think about this prosperity gospel stuff, you know it's um, it's a heresy. It's just like the heresy of Pelagianism, where I I if I do everything right. I'll achieve salvation. That's outside of, of Christ, right? If I follow this prescription and um, check off these boxes, okay, I'll have wealth and prosperity and happiness. And that has nothing to do with the way Christ operates, right? I mean, I have, have mercy, okay? This poor leper didn't, didn't even make sacrifices in the... Uh, in the temple, right? So, I, I never understood that prosperity gospel. And many prayers are not answered. And instead of coming face to face with that, people get frustrated and they just, they, how can we be surprised if they don't just throw it all up in the air and walk out, right? And then they separate themselves from God. The one thing that, that really it kind of jumps out at me in this gospel and others like it is that um, you know Christ you know he says don't tell anybody you know just like you were saying he does that I think with the blind man too and um, I think that's true I mean I was thinking about that his, on my way his over presence you just, in temple was conveying the message that he's cured Oh yeah, he said to He's do what Moses prescribed. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, the Old Testament, mean? God cured a leper in the Old Testament. Yeah. Um, you know, disease I think was thought of sinful back in then those days. Mm -hmm. You know, that well, you're a sinful person right. to have gotten whatever disease you have or illness long term. The Old Testament reading that comes that will come before this tomorrow. It's from Leviticus, and it says it basically says uh, you know, it, you have to go to the rabbi, and the rabbi will judge by the mark, like the leprosy marks on your head, 
whether you have to shun yourself from the public, right? Whether you have, and, and cry out, I'm a leper, get away from me, you know? Um, so the, the rabbi is the judge of you know, who gets classified as a leper and who doesn't. And that's why Jesus says to him, you know, go back to the temple. Which is, uh, I guess Jesus very well, you know, I'm telling this guy not to go telling anybody, but he's got to tell uh, the rabbi in accordance with the Mosaic law. He may, he may not have said anything and just his presence was the message. What do you mean? The leper, just oh, being the leper. there, oh, everybody right. to see I'm cured. Right. He may yes. have kept his mouth quiet and said... Yeah, all he had to do was show up and exactly. say, oh, you know, he's okay. Right. What's the Mosaic Law? Like, I don't, I don't that's what I want. Well, it's in Leviticus. Cause, okay. uh, well, cause that, that's, that's what the reading is, the Old Testament reading is. I'm looking at it. Yeah. Uh, and then Christ says, do it in, in, in the Gospel. He says, do it in accordance with the, you know, make your, your requisite sacrifice as Moses told us. The Law of Moses. The Law of Moses, yeah. yeah offer, your clean, offer for your cleanse is what Moses prescribed. Right. And in the New Testament, Mr. Rebellion, Jesus straightens that out there. As you was mentioned, you know, the Old Testament, oh, it's something the person had done or the family had done that put him in that position. And Peter questioned Jesus about that. You know, he, he asked Jesus, well, what sin did, you know, did they commit? He said, nothing. He said, he said you know, they, they're not, not guilty of anything. He just happened to have this certain condition, just the way it is. I think that was like the the uh, like a I don't know if it was a legalistic belief or or a theological belief at the time that you know hey if you get sick it's because of your sins, um, but Jesus addresses that in that in another part of the gospel where that tower falls down in Siloam I think it is, and I said look at what do you think their sins were Jesus they didn't die because of their sins. In a lot of cultures, I know in Africa, they'll, they'll still kill kids if they're born without a limb or, or birth defect. Uh, or someone's got a disease, they're evil, you can't be around society. you got to live in a dungeon. That's, That's the way it still is in Africa? Absolutely, yeah. India. China with females. Too many females, they will, yeah. they will get rid of them years and years ago. Abortion. Yeah, in China. Yeah. How's that working out for them? I don't know. Last week at the gospel message, uh, we read that at the men's group, and then you know you, you get to hear Father, whoever you have, the next day when you go to mass, talk about the same passage, just like the passages we're talking about. And last week, uh, distinctly, Father Well was able to work Job into the message because Job seems to get worked in a lot because Job had suffered the the greatest peaks and the and the, the depths and despairs of the valleys, but yet the emphasis was Christ was always there, you know. So God, so you know, no matter what kind of shape these lepers are in or, or, or what's going on, Christ.
Christ the hope will always be there with you, you know, with whatever your struggle is. That's a great point because Job did everything right, didn't he? Right. Yeah. He did he led led a perfect life. And all this bad stuff happened to him. This reminds me of um some I was reading like a good news translation of, of, of the Bible one time and, and that part in the Our Father of uh, and Lead Us Not into Temptation. Um, it was translated as um, uh, and do not subject us to hard testing. And I, I like that I like that translation of it because like I was saying about like this test of test of our love and stuff like that. It's like and also like Jesus said um, in the Garden of Gethsemane, it's like he, it's kind of like what he was he was he was praying <laughs> he was praying and he was like you know to, uh, to not be subject to you know that hard testing uh, but um, uh, so like yeah we should pray not to have to go through that but at the same time uh, you know Jesus serves as an example where you know even through you know the the worst type of suffering uh, we should still have you know faith and trust in God because raise us on on the last day and and uh, and like you know even if he doesn't cure us in this life. You know, he will cure us uh, in, in the life to come. And that is what it's all about, right? The life to come. Mm -hmm. Yes, this is so shortened compared to what can be in the kingdom of God. Right. Exactly. Or, or existence now. You know, which is difficult to understand because we live yeah. in now, you, me, right. family, kids, wife, whatever. This is how we live you know, our in own person of time. Exactly. Exactly. It's very difficult to, to grasp. Yeah, there's um, faith, there's, yes, but it, we live in now. You know, the moment. Right. You know, or memories from the makes, past. Makes everything easier said than done, right? Yeah. It does. <laughs> it's true. It does. There's those two lines. I. I I'd have to paraphrase them at the end of the, uh, the creed when we read them at Mass. I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. And I focus on those so much every Mass because it's it's hard to grasp sometimes. Um, like several months ago, I just, I sent an email. I keep in touch with Monsignor Pryor. I sent an email. I said, can you please help me with the idea of heaven? Um, he said, the first thing to focus on is look at, Look at all the resurrection stories of Christ in the gospel. He said, start there. Then he gave me some other passages to look at. But I'm just trying, I'm, I'm just still wrestling with it. I mean, I do believe in it. I believe we're going to go there because we believe in Christ. Um, but it's just, it's hard to, to picture, you know, what's going to happen once we're done here physically. That's a challenge. But Matt, you're right. This Our life is so short. It might seem long sometimes. It is, it's so short. <laughs> and we don't grasp eternity. I know, it's exactly. Not, it's not there for <laughs> us to possibly be part of. We're I know. Out. I even still, I don't even... I'm not questioning God and Christ. It's just, it's human nature for now, living. I feel like so much of my life I was away from the faith that I... I um, I, I try even not to think about the afterlife in the sense that as as a reward or, or, or change thing. I, what I try to focus on is I just want to do the right thing all the time, and and and, and I don't care if that means I'm going to die. You know, I just I want to do the right thing, and that's it. And and uh, and and uh, that's it. Yeah. You know. I mean, soldier. 
When you say huh? the right thing, you mean it's according to the teachings of Christ. Right because some people mm-hmm. might say, I'm doing the right thing, but it's against what Christ taught us. So the right thing, I think we're talking about what Christ taught us. Yeah, I <laughs> guess I was trying to go with the conscience. You know, you know, <laughs> right. yeah. we, we live with our what our actions of what we do. I mean, I have family, friends, cousins, war. They've killed because they would have been killed themselves. How do you morally live with that? If you're a Christian, you know you have a right to defend yourself. But you know, are you, you know, gun to gun, you're judging whether you would have been killed or not at that given moment, and they have killed in war. Very difficult. You know, even my cousin, you know, as a Christian, you know, he's he's done it years ago. That is really tricky because also it's like if you don't do it, it's like you got to defend not only your country but your 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 comrades or whatever you know. The, the, your, and yourself right, yeah. too, mm-hmm. and yourself yeah. from harm, death, and make a judgment call on them. Very difficult, you know. And well, we talked to Kevin in yeah. depth because I saw him last week because he wants my big gun safe for his house, and he had guns in there for eight years. So I didn't really talk to him, but you know. He had trained a spotter for the reserves active, been over twice, and his spotter next to him was killed by a sniper through the goggles, through the lens, through the eye. But him and his fellow former Marine years ago in Japan, he was, but, you know, they attacked and killed those that were part of that sniper group, you know, his unit. I didn't really like talk to him. In- what country was that in? It was in Iraq, uh, two thousand and seven. So I didn't really talk to him. He's a really big Christian in a Christian church down uh, before Tom's River, but I didn't really talk to him in depth about as a Christian how he did de- he dealt with that. You know, it, it was just you know how it worked out. People in the prison. What's that movie? The Heartbreak Ridge? What do you see? Where he's the gunny? Yeah. It's, it's hilarious. There's some funny stuff. It was stuff. hilarious. There's funny oh, yeah. scenes in there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, but they're in a war. Where are they? Falkland Island or some, some island or something? Uh, Granada. Granada, thank you. Yeah. One of Clint's boys shoots and kills somebody. He goes to check him out and he turns the body over and he just goes, Oh, my Jesus, please forgive me. Man, you know? That was a heavy scene. I sh- yeah. Yeah. don't see that in movies. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good movie. Yeah. Through this gospel message, Jesus always has a lot of options. And whenever there's a situation, it all depends what the person says. Like the person could be begging him, oh, please help me, I come here. Or, you know, Jesus, you do have the power, you can make this help um, you know so people show up and you know there's communication and then Jesus ultimately you know he's the decision maker he ultimately decides what the court course of action is going to be and then he recommends uh, it seems that for you you know he, he, he wants you in a certain frame of mind to uh, you know in this particular case with the message he really didn't want him to 
tell anybody because he, he, he knew what he was going to do, but he just wanted to make it right with the, with the rabbi. The, you know, the temple law. He, the temple he never people. went against the Old right, Testament yeah. and yeah, the show law. Them, yeah. show, show them this good fortune that you've had and, you know, always, you know, adhere to the, to the temple and, uh, and, 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 and carry on. I think there uh, a couple things. Um, uh, I think the reason Jesus told him not to say anything to other people is because um, once the guy did start telling the story everywhere, it says Jesus could no longer go openly into any town. He had to stay outside in places where nobody lived. And, and, and even so, people from all around would come to him. But uh, I think he told the guy not to say anything because he, he wanted to keep, uh, you know, he didn't... He, <laughs> He didn't want to be, you know, labeled the superstar healer. And, right. And, yeah. As just a healer. Yeah. His message yeah. was way more than yeah. just that. Yeah. So, so I feel like the the, the leper, um, like sometimes, when Jesus says not to say anything, people do. They're like, I wonder why we do that. That it's kind of explicitly says why he said that. Um, it explains absolutely. Yeah. Why. But also about the um, there's another uh, instance of you know, when Jesus heals the ten lepers, and he says the same thing to them to go show themselves t to the priest. And as they're going, one turns back and, and thanks Jesus. And and in that one, and then Jesus is like, oh, you know, we're not ten healed. Why is only one come back to give thanks? Um, and it's funny because whenever I hear that reading, I'm always like, the guy who came back to give thanks didn't go to the temple. <laughs> he should he should have gone to the temple. You know, those other guys were doing what Jesus said. Maybe you know? it went later. Yeah, yeah, all yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, the greatest thing. is that disobeying Jesus. <laughs> oh, the, well, well, Jesus it, praised the guy. Is that exactly, yeah. exactly? Yeah. Yeah. The, the greatest thing about this whole thing, as far as my mind is goes, is uh, Mark. You were asking about, you know, what is Jesus? What's his, what are his motivations? And it says, uh, you know, so the leper says, "If you wish, you can make me clean." And then the next line is. Moved with pity, he stretched out his hand, touched him, and said to him, I do will it. So it's that pity, that mercy, you know, that's, that's uh, you know, the nature of Jesus, you know. But somehow it's, like it's going to work out. No. Some, some, but somehow it's going to work out now. It's, it's, he's either going to do it, he's going to say, why? not going to do it and you're going to you know carry on but it, but at some point again Jesus always gives hope that you know this greater good this you know you'll see in the long run and it all it all works out and hallelujah what a great day that will be um, and, and, I, and I know myself I, I, I have some dreams and stuff about meeting Jesus and uh, you know what that will mean and How much exposure will you carry? I mean, is he going to? Are people publicly going to know your life and transparent about everything that you actually did and said, or is it going to be held private? Do we, do we know what's going to happen? Yeah, I'm of the opinion. Like I remember having a conversation with uh, Lou Penji about this back when uh, I was petitioning the Knights to change everything to be uh, to get rid of the secrecy behind the, the oath and stuff, and and uh, and 
And what was Secrets the, uh, of the Night? Well, that, that's they, your group. <laughs> yeah, well, they did eventually change it, but anyway, um, at the time, I think I, when I was talking to Lou about this, I was of the opinion that, um, you know, there, there's other, there's parts of the gospel where Jesus says, oh, you know, everything uh, secret will be made known, and, 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 uh, and I was, some, somehow in this conversation, I, it, I was related to our sins, and, um, I was the opinion that, you know, everyone's gonna know all of our sins, and then, like, you know, and, uh, but he, he was of the opinion that once you confess your sins, they're gone, and then, then that's it, but I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's a good question for Catholic answers. You want to call them up and ask them. Well, well, we'll, have to, we'll have to do that. When are the calling Aren't our hours? sins forgiven during the greatest sacrament, the greatest sacraments? The calling hours for reconciliation. There's a hotline for Catholic answers. Uh, I, I mean, I think it's on uh, almost every day, like two, two to three. Uh, is it? No, that's David Anders. David Anders. Yeah, David oh, Anders. Uh, Catholic, Catholic Answers, I think, is six to eight. It's a two-hour show. But uh, you can also email your questions. <laughs> but I remember you recorded Vince Bogner calling. Uh, yeah, that was on Catholic Answers. So he must have called between six and eight. Yeah, and he was, he was very diplomatic and very cordial. He explained that you know, he was a long-time listener, and he, he was he's glad he came through. Uh, but I'm curious, Mark, about uh, you said you were ha you had dreams like this. Was it on that theme of 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 things being made known or? Yes, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Would you what, mind sharing your dream? I'm curious. Well, it it it, it was like everything ever everything you know was laid out. It was like the story of your life from when you were a kid and you go through all these trials and tribulations, and I just had all these frames pass so quickly front of me, you know, things that I was doing that I was not doing, and here I am, boom, in the present, I wake up with all this pain and this, and, and here we are, but um, that actually gave me pause for some relief in that whatever our state is or whatever our condition, you know, we're, we're, we're all going to meet Jesus, there's no, there, there, there's no denying that, it's, it's like, We're going to see him because I, I I still think there's people out there that believe you know you just go into the place of Sheol the dirt boom it's all over and when you close your eyes there's nothing there but something you know through the faith something tells me that you know you're you're you're, you're going to meet Jesus and to me that's that's going to be like wow because that that's how you'll know you'll you pass you pass from this life into the next you meet Jesus there he is because he's sitting there like Scott. Saying, saying, hey, and uh, yeah, I, I, I had these, uh, you know, uh, yeah, they, 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 they come upon me sometimes when I could actually get some sleep, and uh, it's just because I, I think I myself, I think my conscience questions that. It's like, you know, I, I want you, I, I think we all should be prepared for that. I think it should be no shock to the system or whatever. It's like, you know, what are you, what are you going to say? What are you going to do? How, how does the conversation start? You know? Um, and then real quickly, I think you're going to get a sense of, of what you're going to be doing. Where, where you're, you know, what, what's going to be, you know, you're going to be a gatekeeper. You're going to be, you know, what, what, what are we going to be doing? 
I know there's prayer. I, I know I was always blessed. Well, what are we going to be doing? You know, and there's prayer. You know, you just uh, adoration towards the Lord and stuff. Better, better, or you know, here mansions of the Lord. Or we're we going to have our own place, a little hut. Going to have you know, how, I you know, I guess there's no more eating, drinking. There's no more. There's no more pain. There's no more. You know, what what's what's going to go on? You'll find out someday. I look at my, uh, I have the uh, blessing of having my, my little grandnephew over our house for a few days at a time, once every couple of weeks. And um, he's nine months old. And um, every day is a new day for him. I walk into a room, he's looking at him, what's he going to do now? <laughs> you know? And um, it's pro I imagine it's probably going to be like my little nephew. This is a new day. What's this all about? I've only I haven't had too many of them, you know. And uh, and he's a pretty happy little kid, I must add. You know. Mm -hmm. So as as that's, children should that's be. be like, They're innocent. Uh, if we get to heaven, I think that's going to be what it's like for us. I'm guessing. If yeah, not all are welcome. Not well, and that, that makes is that now. makes this life palatable. You know, I just just think about that. I'm, gl I'm glad you asked me that, Keith, because yeah. It, and, you know, I can get very specific if you don't want to, you know, I don't know who wants to hear about my dreams and stuff, but I, I do, I, I just, I just had one today, as a matter of fact, because I had, it was a lot of pain last night, and then I finally did fall asleep, and for whatever reason, in the wee hours when most people get up, that's kind of like my new REM sleep, and uh, I, I get into a deep state, and I think about it. So you just carry on. So, by the way, your your haircut you look very stately. Stately, stately. Wow. Like a senator. Well, you know, you look like a you look like a like a. Like you ready a, for Congress or what? Yeah. I needed something to match my status in life. So, you know. All right. How much money you want to steal? No. Right. I think we're getting closer to recording our dreams with technology. I hope it happens. Oh, my I think I hope. I don't know. I uh, um, uh, yeah. It's coming. Whether you like it or not. I don't know if that's a good thing. I, that's what I'm so, saying. I, I'm so, yeah, AI, I hope there's a bad good switch thing. In case also, cloning was big 20 years ago in yeah. England. That didn't that's right. take fully off from years ago, 24 yeah. years ago, actually. Absolutely. In England. Yeah. I guess I was uh, we're getting a little off topic, but I was going to say that you know, back before this um, podcast was Jesus and the Guys, back when it was Michelangelo and the Guys. We would you know pick a topic instead of a gospel reading and talk about it. And so there is an episode of Michelangelo and dreams, or and, and the dreams because we did talk about that one time. I, I'm really interested in dreams, uh, but it's a separate separate topic. It is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you guys are all right. If we end the recording now, guys. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs>